You are about to embark on a journey. A journey where your worst fears become reality. A journey where hell is not below us, but amongst us. Don't be afraid, relax, and take a seat while I open the box of horrors. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Box of Horrors. My name is Israel Johnson, and I'm your host. So, I stayed at the Lint Mansion with one of my best friends, Zezo, and it was quite the adventure. I don't even have any words for the feeling that we felt within those walls, and I also don't have any words for the beautiful architecture within those walls. It was astonishing to see. We had the entire mansion to ourselves all night. And we also had a couple of experiences, which we will discuss next week on the podcast when I have Zezo on the show. So I'm looking forward to that. And I know he's really looking forward to it, too. He looked really excited when I told him or asked him rather to be on the show and to detail his experiences about what happened when we were there. So anyway, with that being said, what other news do I have for you guys? Oh, yes, I know it's been a while since I wrote a story myself. I've just been really busy with day-to-day life stuff, school and work and whatnot. Um, But shouldn't be too much longer before I have another story out there because I do miss writing and I haven't written a story in a couple of months and I'd like to give you guys my best on this show and that's what you guys are going to get. So with that being said, we got a story from you or for you rather. It's from Fleeting Chills once again and this time it's by Sarah Putnam ropes. It's titled Amish. I wonder what that's going to be about. Wink, wink. Anyway, let's go ahead and jump right into this story, and we'll see you guys at the end. In the early 2000s, I was a rebellious teenage girl living near Lancaster, Pennsylvania. I was in a phase where I had just gotten a bunch of tattoos and sported a mohawk with pink hair. My friends were even more alternative, wearing studded leather jackets with studs protruding from them. We were quite a sight at the mall. My wild friends and I used to sneak out of our parents' house and bring beer and pot to this old abandoned and dilapidated farmhouse that was about an hour's walk from the nearest road. Two of my friends had off-road four-wheelers with tow carts, so it took a lot less time for us to get there across the fields. On a good night, it only took us 20 minutes, but the ground was rugged and bumpy. A car wouldn't be able to make it there. It would take a Jeep or off-road vehicle. Anyway, it was a great place that we could chill all night and not have to worry about cops or neighbors bugging us. Not once did a car drive anywhere nearby. 
where we could even see headlights. We always climbed up to the top floor as it had the least amount of debris and had a nice wide open area where we could all just sit in a big circle and casually hang out. We could also look out the broken windows and see if anyone was approaching from any direction. We always brought a few flashlights and battery operated lanterns since we were far away from any other significant light sources. It was dead silent other than the crickets chirping and the sounds of our own laughter. One night, it was a warm summer Saturday, and there were eight of us in the farmhouse. It was very late, about 3 a.m., and we had been hanging out for a couple of hours, just drinking and smoking. We were getting ready to leave soon and call it a night. There was some starlight and moonlight, but not much. We were feeling pretty chill. Suddenly, we heard the front door downstairs creak open, and we heard some chatter. We quickly hid our booze and joints, sat as still as possible, and hoped no one came upstairs. We assumed it was the police and figured someone must have called them to bust us. But this was where things got weird. An Amish family came trudging up the stairs and into our room. The father was a gray-haired, bearded man in his early fifties. His plain-looking wife wore a white bonnet, and their three daughters were following right behind them. They were all dressed in black and white Amish-style clothing, that kind they wear that is out of the 1800s. The parents were busy chatting to each other, but it wasn't in English. It might have been Dutch or maybe German but I really can't say. Two of the little girls, about six or seven years old, were speaking to each other in English. The third girl didn't say anything. They all walked up into the room and continued to talk to one another like we weren't there. It was as if they were looking through us instead of at us. At one point, one of the little girls was standing only a few feet in front of my face and said excitedly to her sisters, this is going to be my room. The mother sat down and started knitting, as though she had lived there forever. We just sat there, frozen. We all looked at each other as if to say, is this really happening? But we didn't say a word. The father and other girls in the Amish family continued to walk around and look at the room. They acted as though they were checking out a new house they were going to move into. But if you saw the state of this house, you'd know that was impossible. It was far beyond repair. It was also three in the morning, in the darkness, in the middle of nowhere. Yet, this entire Amish family was walking around the building for at least ten minutes, talking and sitting down. They were oblivious to our presence. Again, there was no way they couldn't see us. The lanterns were all lit. The fact they didn't say anything about us or to us was jarring. Here we were, drinking and smoking with pink mohawks and leather-studded jackets, and yet they didn't even make eye contact with any of us, much less say anything to us. They looked real substantial and not transparent. They finally walked back downstairs. We heard the front door open and shut, and then silence. No vehicle driving away, 
No more voices. Nothing. Just crickets. Again, several of us dashed downstairs to investigate. We brought three flashlights with us and ran out the front door. There was no one and nothing to see. No vehicles. No tire tracks in the gravel road. No Amish people. No footprints. Nothing. Now keep in mind, this was only a minute or two after we heard the front door slam. If they had been on foot, they wouldn't have made it very far. We would have seen or heard any type of vehicle, even a horse-drawn buggy. This was flat, open prairie grassland, and we could see for miles even in the darkness. We never went back to that farmhouse. Wow, whatever they were smoking, I want some of that. <laughs> anyway, on a serious note, I am 100% times that by a million fascinated by ghost stories and not just the stories, but uh, the ghosts themselves and what makes them do things like this. Now, I've listened to uh, a lot of podcasts. One of my favorite podcasts is... Uh, real ghost stories online and also the grave talks where they discuss more in detail this is the uh, grave talks i'm referring to where they uh, discuss more in detail and the host tony bruski does interviews with you know um psychics or you know people who do quote-unquote ghost hunting and when it comes to instances like this what happens is there's an energy from the spirit and that energy is just it's just there so energy can't be displaced it can't be destroyed it can only be placed somewhere else um so in regards to this story i believe um what happened was the the spirits just had their energy and their energy was just doing their day-to-day -day activity or what they might deem as very significant in their lives but it might not necessarily be the spirit themselves so that's really fascinating and um yeah hopefully that brought some insight and hopefully that made sense Anyway, I'm looking forward to next week and having Zezo on the show. I'll see you guys next week on the show and have a good weekend. Stay warm. If you're in a cold spot, if you're not and you're in Arizona or something like that, then stay cool or whatever you guys do. See you guys next week on the show. Take care.
Love is kinda crazy with us both. 